What makes somebody become your biggest fan? You know, the ones who follow you on all your various social media channels, they buy all your products, they fly across the country to meet you in person, and they do things like rave about you to all of their friends. That is what we are going to talk about today. I'm Jamie M. Swanson, and this is My Personal Brand Journey, the podcast for successful entrepreneurs and influencers who want to scale their business by growing their own personal brand. So let's dive right in. So today I was spending some time in my free Facebook group that's just for photographers, and I was doing something called a watch party, which if you haven't done a watch party on Facebook, it's a phenomenal way to engage your Facebook groups. Um, I'll have to talk about those another time because I know I get pretty passionate about it because they're pretty exciting at the moment, at least. But one of the people who was on there was named Jamie Del Rio. Hey, Jamie. And he was so excited about what I was sharing on that uh, video. And it was basically talking about personal brand photography and what an amazing opportunity it is for photographers today. And he was just so excited. And my course is opening up this month in January. Actually, it might be, it's going to be opening soon after you listen to this podcast, just a few days away. It's not open right now. And he's like, oh, I still want to take this course. It's, it's about $1,000. He's like, I need to sell my car so I can take this course. And I'm like, you're going to do what? Like, he's like, I'm serious. I'm going to sell my car. So I have the money to take this course because I know that this is what I need. And I know that you can help me make that money back. And so I told him to hold off on selling the car because I actually do a challenge starting on January 14th that helps people make the money they need to take the course if they want to take it. So my goal is that he wouldn't have to sell his car so that he could be a part of it. But the bigger picture here is that I have somebody who is so excited about what I was doing and so excited about what this could mean for him that he was willing to sell his car to take my course. And that is just massive. Not because it's like nice to have people who admire you because yeah, that's cool. But and I'm, I'll be honest, it feels great to have people who are like, oh my goodness, you commented to me and replied to me personally. Like, but you know, I'm just me. Like, I'm just a normal person just like you are. I think everybody has weirdness when, you know, we, I don't know, there's no ego here. Let's just put it that way. But the bigger thing is that my goal is to create more of these raving fans because it means that I'm doing my job right. It means that I understand their problems and I have a solution that helps them and I can see how my solution is going to transform their lives and like I want to help them and so when they become these these amazing raving fans who see what you're doing and they get results from it and they're you know they're all in they they are literally all in like you can probably tell I'm one of Stu McLaren's raving fans because I talk about him on pretty much every single episode in this podcast right so how do you how do you build up these raving fans in your business right and so it's so important because they will sell for you like I have so many people going into my group and talking about why the other photographers should buy my course because they've seen the transformation that comes from it they've experienced it themselves they will buy all of your stuff they're just loyal amazing people like I have gotten sweet gifts and just really kind and encouraging comments from them and it's so rewarding 
I mean, it, everyone wants to be liked. Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. Like, it feels really good when there's a bunch of people who really are thankful for you and they're telling you about it. And honestly, I would rather have a smaller number of these raving fans who've gotten amazing results and who adore everything I do and follow everything I'm doing than a huge number of lukewarm followers. Like I would rather have a thousand fans that are diehard fans than a hundred thousand fans who are all super lukewarm. Like there's no value in the lukewarm people who are barely paying attention. Like I want those devoted people in my business and you should want those devoted people in your business and following you on social media and really being a part of, you know, this audience that you're creating with your personal brand. So, so I've really been thinking a lot about what makes us feel that connection to people. Like I've been thinking about what is it that drew me to Stu McLaren because, you know, before then I was super independent and yes, I learned from a lot of different people and I've I've learned some amazing things from a lot of different people. I never connected in the same way that I have with Stu with anyone else in all the years that I've been doing this. So I listened, I did a lot of binge listening to this podcast called Community Made by Jason Gaynard. Now, if you've never listened to it, I highly recommend it. Kind of bummed that we're still waiting for season three. Jason, come on. I'm like, it's been a while. I'm so excited for it. Bring it on, buddy. But it's a phenomenal podcast. And one of the big things that I learned from him is that we connect over something he calls uncommon commonalities. Now, if you've been following me for a while, like maybe you're Jamie Del Rio, you've probably heard me tell the story before. But uh, one of the things that I do is roller skiing in the summer because I love cross-country skiing in the winter and I can only do that for a few months out of the year, right? Because there's only snow on the ground. Well, here there's a lot of snow on the ground for quite a while. Uh, this year I might get three or four months of a ski season, which would be incredible. Uh, most winters we get two to three months of skiing. So that's a lot of months when I can't ski because there's not enough snow. And so I roller ski, which is literally cross-country skis on wheels. And I know it is like the dorkiest thing ever. And I didn't even know they existed until last spring. And somebody had mentioned them as a training tool for the off season when they were training for the cross-country ski races. And so I was like, oh, I don't like to exercise at all. Like I, I really hate exercising, but this doesn't feel like exercising to me. And it's actually really great exercise. And so I just thought, well, you know, I will, I'll try this and I'll do it. And there's some great paths near us. And so me and my husband both got roller skis and uh, we've been roller skiing all this past summer. Well, nobody knows what it is. We get honked at, you know, a lot of people ask us questions about it when they pass us on the path. That's fine. It's not a big deal. Uh, But one day, one day, this woman was coming towards me on the path And she was roller skiing and it was like, what? Like, seriously, okay? I have never seen anyone else other than my husband and I out on that path roller skiing ever. I don't know if I've ever seen other roller skiers in in person ever, ever, right? Who roller skis? Just weirdos like me. So we actually stopped. We were going in opposite directions. We stopped and we talked for probably two or three minutes like we were the best of friends. Like she was a couple, probably probably 15, 20 years older than me. So quite a bit older than I was. But man, you would have thought we were the best of friends, how we were talking and like, like the fact that we both roller skied 
And the fact that it was such an uncommon thing to see someone else doing made us feel like we had, like we understood each other in a way that nobody else did. And when I when I, you know, when you connect with somebody like that and they understand and connect with one of those weird parts of yourself, you know, those really uncommon things, when you have an uncommon commonality, that thing in common, that's why he uses that term, um, it just makes you feel like they understand so much more about you than just that part of our lives, right? Now, we, you know, I see a lot of people on that path. And if she had just been a woman walking, the fact that we are both women wasn't uncommon enough for us to where we would have probably stopped and talked. We would have probably just kept going our own way. I would have kept roller skiing. She would have kept walking. We probably would have said hello, but that would have been the extent of it, right? Being, you know, that commonality that we have of both being women wasn't uncommon enough to really make us feel connected. But roller skiing, oh yeah. That is uncommon. It is not typical. It is not normal. And I I adored that woman and felt like I could understand who she was and what some of her goals were just because of that little thing. So when you can find those uncommon commonalities with your audience, it's going to build up that sense of connection between you and them, right? A couple other things that help us feel connected, shared experiences, I've got an episode coming out soon that's going to talk about this more. So just tuck that away for now, but know that that's part of it. And then another thing that I've recognized is definitely shared values. So when someone feels that we understand and share their deepest beliefs, it creates this super strong sense of connection and makes you feel like they really know you in all levels, right? So uh, for example, I think that's what really made me connect with Stu was that he highly values honesty, both with yourself, with your audience, in your marketing, and pretty much everywhere. Like he is a man of his word. And I've seen so many smarmy marketers out there who, you know, my pet peeve is putting up a webinar and saying that it's live, but it's not. Everyone knows it's not like... You're not tricking anyone. Maybe you did at first, but like it's dishonest. It's disrespectful. And it's just... It's just gross. It makes me feel disgusting that people even do that. And it's really a pet peeve. Like, just tell them it's a replay. It's not going to hurt your results. Seriously. Or it's just, ugh. Anyways, I could go on and on about that. Super big pet peeve of mine. So when Stu came in, he's like, no, 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 no. You don't tell them that it's lie. You know, like, I don't know if it was that. But he he's so, like, on the ball about making sure that everything is honest and you really respect and care for your audience and value them. Uh, I really believe that 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 connection and the fact that he was able to help me grow a membership right at the time that I wanted to do that, those two things in tandem with each other just made that connection super duper strong. So how do we actually make that connection? Like, how do we show them that we share these values, that we have these things in common, right? Well, the first thing we need to do is actually identify what we have in common with our ideal clients, right? So what are the weird things that your audience have in common that really form their identity that not everyone does or that most people think is weird, right? So we had I had the roller skiing with that other woman. That's totally uncommon. Uh, I have a food blogger friend 
And, um, you know, if you're sharing only gluten-free recipes, you could identify all the different weird food substitutions that you make regularly that no one else would think of making. Like, for example, beans in a cake recipe. Like, seriously, I ate a cake that was made from beans and it didn't taste like beans. It tastes like cake. It was amazing. But she's like, oh, yeah, I do stuff like this all the time. What are the things that your audience does or uses or, you know, experiences all the time that to them is normal, but to everyone else is a little bit strange. So another example is my husband. He's an ultra runner, which means that he runs races that are like 50 to 100 miles long, right? So he connects with other ultra runners, he could connect with them. I'm not saying he does this. So I was trying to think of examples. And so the one that came to mind was he could talk to them about which tape is best that they could use when they go to tape their nipples to keep them from chapping and bleeding on these long runs, right? Which ones come off the easiest and protect the best, right? Totally normal conversation for them. But for the rest of us, it sounds completely strange and weird. Like, I can't even say it with a straight face. It makes me chuckle even just thinking about it. Or maybe if you've got a large family like I do, you're likely going to be driving around in a huge van because there are very few vehicles available that fit, you know, eight or more people and have cargo space in them for groceries, luggage, etc. And so you can connect over, you know, the fact we ha- we have a 15 passenger van. You know, um, or maybe you have a set of beliefs that connect your community. So think of like some of the mommy groups, like there's definitely a divide between the people who are uh, anti-vaxxers, you know, against vaccination and those who are pro-vaccination. Any of those things that really are strange for your community or draw them together or that they have in common that not everyone else believes, those are great things that you can use to help create that connection with you and your audience and for the people in your audience to connect with, to help them connect with each other. So, so how we do this is once you've identified those, then we're going to share stories of you doing these things or of your audience doing these things. When people see you doing this weird thing that they also do, or if you believe this obscure thing that they also believe, or it might not even be obscure, maybe it's just something they really hold super deeply, they're going to feel like you understand them entirely. This is so, 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 so valuable. Like I could say so a hundred times, but when you can share that story, it's like you, you share, like our brains are wired to like enter into that story. And so in some ways you, you share an experience, even though you're not together when you share things in story and when it's a story wrapped around those things, or even more powerful, if it's a story about a shared insecurity, it just creates that connection so fast. Then once you've created these connections, become their greatest cheerleader and really advocate for them, right? Help them see the best version of themselves. Uh, Encourage them to help and become that person. Encourage them to connect with each other and help each other. I talk a lot about this in episode eight, which is called, Is Your Personality Interesting Enough to Attract Followers? It came out on December 26th. You can find a link in the show notes, but that should help you find the episode. Definitely take a listen because there's something super powerful about being a cheerleader for your audience. So... Here's the thing. When the stories that you share overlap with the stories that are in their own lives, they're going to feel an instant connection to you. And it's going to deepen the more and more that this happens. So uh, back when I was trying to figure out how to grow a personal brand, the thing that I noticed most that almost every self-made personal brand had in common 
was their use of story, right? So what I mean by self-made is they weren't on a TV show or, you know, they didn't have, you know, some massive thing go viral or whatever. Like the people who were slowly but surely building their personal brand and, you know, didn't come from a famous marriage or something like that, they embrace story, they use story, they used it to connect with their audience, right? As I tracked their progress and watched how they managed their Instagram accounts, I noticed that the people who really stood out and seemed to be growing the fastest also had a consistent stream of high-quality professional photos that instantly grabbed attention and then showed people the story, right? So this is why having a personal brand photographer who understands the importance of story is so important to hire if you're going to be using Instagram or any of the other visual online platforms like a blog or Pinterest to grow your personal brand. Remember that personal brand photography course I beta launched in the in January of 2018 that I told you about a few episodes ago? The one where I made $70,000 from a beta launch? It's all story-based for this very reason. The entire course was wrapped around teaching photographers how to capture story. In fact, I later renamed it the Story Session System course because being able to show your story is even more powerful than just plain text because people can connect in a split section second to that image. If you combine those two together, you have a winning combination. You have an image that immediately grabs attention and a written story to back it up. So if you do this consistently, once a day on Instagram or however often you're going to be doing it on your platform, then you've got a huge part of the puzzle already figured out. Hillary Rushford does a phenomenal job of this in her Instagram feed. So does Jenna Kutcher. If you haven't followed either of those ladies, definitely go and look at them. They both have gorgeous images and they do a phenomenal job in sharing story. But very few people actually do both a great job with the story and with the images. So the nice thing is it's really easy to set yourself apart from your competitors if you hire a personal brand photographer on an ongoing basis. Um, And, you know, I'm biased. Obviously, I'm teaching photographers. I want you guys hiring photographers because, one, it helps my audience get clients, and that's what I want to make happen, right? That's important to me. But two, I genuinely 100% believe that this is going to help you with your own social media accounts and your own personal brand, right? Not as much if you're doing a podcast, but even still, you want to have images for your website and for, you know, if you're doing Instagram or whatever it is, right? So these photographers can help you create 90 days worth of images in a single session, which makes keeping up with all that social media posting so much less stressful. And by the way, since it's story-based, it's far more effective. So that's why I hired a personal brand photographer for myself. Even though I chose to focus on podcasting instead of Instagram to grow my personal brand. Um, So I have all these beautiful photos that I haven't really used yet. I do keep using them and I will still continue having her come because uh, I definitely value them and I do intend to grow that more. But I know how hard it can be to find a talented personal brand photographer who really gets it. So uh, if you need help doing that, I did create a personally hand-vetted list of the best of the best 
all of whom be, who've been through my course, and they're trained to understand exactly how to create images to help you grow your audience and connect with them. So you can find the list at personalbrandphotographers.com. That's plural. Link is also in the show notes. So anyways, that's there. Highly recommend hiring one of those photographers. They are worth every penny they charge, and they are amazing. Anyways, in the meantime, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start thinking about what uncommon commonalities and dividing beliefs your audience all shares and what stories you could share from your own life that talk about those very things. Then try it out, right? So whatever platform it is you're using, share a story. You know, pick one of these things that you've just brainstormed and see what happens. You know, call them to engage with it. Ask them to comment or like or click or whatever it is if they can relate and see what happens. So you might be wondering how in the world you're going to come up with enough stories so that you could share one every day if you're using a platform like Instagram or, you know, if you're posting regularly to Facebook. But don't worry, I'll get to that in another episode soon. But for now, start here. Just try it out. Just whatever story comes to mind first that really focuses on one of those uncommon commonalities or on one of those really strong dividing beliefs that you have and see what happens. And if you found this podcast helpful... I would really, really appreciate it if you would take a minute and leave me a review because I could use some more reviews so that I keep showing up in the search on iTunes and I'm uh, shameless enough to ask. (laughs) If you haven't subscribed already, why not? Come on now. Aren't you enjoying this? Aren't you learning something? If you are, please subscribe so that you can make sure you get notified every single time a new episode drops every Wednesday, every Sunday, and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working. That's not, um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen All you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is getthepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.